0: If you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas,
1: a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Marketing and Margaritas. Today, Jade and I are joined by our special guest, David from Trantech computers. Recurring special guest. Recurring?
0: Mm-hmm. Twice scoomy. You <laughs> <laughs> like must have done something right the first time to have asked, got asked back, right? Sure.
1: sure. That or is, why is he agreed to come back second time?
0: We've done something right. Uh, no, I mean, obviously, that was just a given, of course. Of uh-huh. course he'd want to come back. Who wouldn't?
1: <sighs> okay, so today we've got Dave in to help us talk about demystifying hostings. This is something that we get asked a lot, mostly around the dollar side of it. Um, from clients, what they're paying for, where is it coming from? Especially when we ask in, during a new website build, where's your domain from? Who, who has this?
0: <laughs> yeah, there's not very many people who who know the answer to that question. It's um, a fun conversation
1: up. to have. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and finding those details can sometimes take the whole process of the website getting built. Um, but yeah, definitely what we get, um, you know, quite commonly is people forwarding us through. Um, emails that they've received, whether it is from a provider that they know or whether they've just been sent something saying, here's your hosting bill. And their question to us is always, but I just paid my hosting. Why am I getting another bill from it? P.S. Who are these people, um, etc. So we've brought Dave along to um, help, us un- uh, help us explain um, how hosting is actually not just one thing. It's three separate products. Huge ranter. Okay,
2: cool. So let's talk about domain names then. So you have a domain name, so your .com.au domain name. So we talk about that as one digital product. And then directly below that, we've got two different digital products. So one is your email hosting and one is your website hosting. So we've got so, domain
0: hosting, website hosting, email hosting. Yeah, three different types of hosting.
2: And when I say domain hosting, saying domain name is a much better way to take the word hosting out of it. And that straight away okay. tries to make it simpler for people. Because that's exactly what it is. It's your domain name, your au. So everybody needs a domain name if you're in business. It's strongly recommended. That's your identity. What do you mean? I can
0: get through business without email and a website. Don't push your ways on me. <laughs> sure.
2: Look, there, you can definitely get away with a Gmail account or a Big Pond account. There's Thank heap you. Of, heaps of businesses that are who are very successful, who have got that. They don't need to go that far. However, I strongly recommend it for your identity and your brand awareness. And
0: your marketing, yes. I'm looking at
2: a marketing point of view as well, but just for your identity to maintain that ownership.
1: So if you've purchased your domain hosting, other people can't buy your name.
2: Yeah, so when you buy a domain name, that's exactly right. You lock it in, nobody else can purchase it. Now, I always recommend purchasing a .com.au domain. We're in Australia. That's exactly what that means. By default, when you're telling someone an email address on the phone in business, that's the first thing they're going to do. If I say, oh, my email address is David at Trantech, they're going to go .com.au straight away. So I always go for the .com.au. You can get more domain names that all link to the same hosting or email address. So like many roads lead to Rome. So you could have a .com address or you could have dot Australia address there's so many out there it's not funny but we
0: do work with um, not for profits and stuff though so a lot of them do get the dot org as well um, and we do have clients who work uh, internationally, and they prefer to go for a .com yep. um, because that's more, you know, recognised. They don't want to be seen as just Australian um, because they export all over the world, sort of thing. But I so guess in your case, you could have both. So,
2: no, if no, you're no. going a .com as your primary, so let's say you are internationally marketing, your whole client base is um, in an international one, then go for the .com. Sure, but get the .com .au as well, well yeah, because you can just have it set up as an alias, which we can go into a bit later. But as I said, many roads lead to Rome. So if it doesn't matter if you put .com or .com.au, it still goes to the same website hosting. So you can send it. But you're
0: right. Most people, you know, when you're giving someone your email address over the phone or whatever, if they finish it off for you, like they're most commonly going to go .com.au. Yep, that's right.
2: So that's your number one product straight away. So your domain name, very, very important. And then from there, it depends who you're getting your website built with for your hosting itself. So we're talking about your space. So I describe hosting as like renting a house. So it's renting a, a You're a leasing house. your
0: little piece of the internet.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's where you're going to build your website on that property there that you've got going on. So hosting comes in all different shapes and sizes, and that really depends on the traffic to your website, whether it's going to be a standard small business or if you're going to have traffic like Amazon, for example, who has got ridiculous amounts and you need a much, much bigger server in order to scale, to maintain that. So your website just works when people try to go to it versus it just not loading.
0: And there's a level of security as well. So like we primarily use Squarespace as Squarespace our preferred platform. And we've got the basic business hosting, which is just like a standard I know three hundred bucks or something a year, and then we go to the e-commerce. Um, which there's a couple of different tiers, but the cost goes up because obviously e-commerce um, means payments, etc. And so all that information needs to be more securely kept than just the um, your normal website sort of sitting there.
2: Being yeah, released. sure. So finally, where you go off security, but yeah, hundred percent. It's definitely the backbone on a, a web store is very different. It's got that extra security in versus a normal hosting website. So, and that's the platform that's happening in the background that's making that happen. You can also talk about security in hosting, if we sort of pivot across to that as the next bit, Uh, as in when you're accessing your website, whether it's got the two-factor code. So you have a username, password, you might have a text code, for example, to actually access that. So making your site that bit extra secure from a background so hackers can't get in and change it, and all of a sudden you're trying to get a train tech, but it's directing you to... Somewhere much more dodgy where I'm trying to sell you shoes, for example. (laughs) Hey, man, everyone needs shoes. Don't dish shoes. Look, it's happened before. I've had customers who have had their site hacked and it's redirecting to a shoe store. Oh, really? Yeah, very strange. Hey, man, takes all kinds. So we've got our domain names. We talked about that. And then we've got our hosting. Now, hosting, as I said, comes in all different shapes, sizes, and Everybody can offer it. And when I say everybody, like you can go see a high school kid and he'll be able to find some hosting for you. You can go see a marketing agency. They can do it. Your IT firm will be able to do it. You can go direct to Amazon. There is so many places where you can buy hosting from. And it's not all exactly the same. Most of them will run a standard sort of website. It doesn't matter if you're going to the high school kid or you're going to that large national company because he's just buying from a reseller anyway, most likely. However how your website's going to run longevity and contacting that person down the track mm. could be a big problem. So a, a big challenge that we face in IT is we'll have people come along and say, hey, Dave, my website's down. i like, okay, cool. Well, we've got your domain name. You say, okay, cool. God, yeah. you're insensitive. Yeah, right. It's
1: just so He's just calm. He's got this. It that's it's That's right. We've just got to
2: roll with it. I can't be, oh, my God, fire, fire. It's not
1: going to work. Well,
2: it's maybe confidence. a little bit of sympathy would have <coughs> gone a long way no, with client. Not really. No. It's confidence. So. <laughs>
0: We got this. We're fine.
2: Then we play the the detective game. I love playing the IT detective game is, like, let's find out where things are. So... If we've got the domain name, then that's a really good start, but often we don't. So, but we'll just talk about hosting first. So I'll go looking for where your hosting could possibly be. Now, there could be clues on the website itself. So at the bottom of the website, it might say who the site was made by. Mm -hmm. So there's one clue that generally, if they've made it, they've built the website, they have the hosting, not always.
1: That was the question I was going to ask is like a lot of those hosts from my naive perspective of website IT um, is a lot of the hosting providers is where you've actually built your website but that doesn't have to be the case
2: doesn't have to be the case in the slightest so let's say you ladies build a website for me and it doesn't mean I've got my hosting with you guys at all. So, no. it, so I could, we could provide you WordPress. Hosting.
0: Like we might build your WordPress website and, and then, then you've a platform. got. Yep. Yep. And then you've got your own website hosting through Bluehost or somewhere else sort yep. of thing. And they talk to that's each other. That's right.
2: So yep. when that site gets built, your customer will provide some login information. And then, we and then your guys and girls will log in and install the site yep. on that platform. And
1: yep. then your domain. And your domain, to that, domain to that
2: site. Yep. So that's. So it can come from lots of different locations. There's one way is generally check who's built it. There's yeah. a good chance they provide the hosting. Not guaranteed, but a good chance. The second way is to check at something called name servers, which is more IT complicated, but basically every website you've got points to a name server and that tells you where the traffic goes. So I often will look at that and sometimes it will give me clues. Like it might actually say GoDaddy or Bluehost or even Squarespace. So there's a good clue there, okay, your, your hosting is on this. And then I'll go back to the customer and say have you ever paid a bill to Squarespace before? Have you heard of Bluehost before? And I go, oh yeah, I've heard of that before. (laughs) Or I have no idea what you're talking about, in which case we just keep playing the game.
1: (laughs) So to do that look up, I've done that before. It's, can be quite jargony to look at, but it's usually a who is.
2: Yeah, look, look it is, it's definitely jargony. Um, however, if you can get past the jargon, though, it's not particularly hard. It's just something you do. Like, I, I don't find it hard because I do it a lot, yeah. uh, but I could teach anybody to do it within about half an hour. The actual website. Website. It's just a
1: website. To that yeah, so
2: address. basically, so let's say my domain name. So we've got traintech.com.au, and then I'll go to a website called whatsmydns.net. I can put it in there and go drop it down to NS, which means name servers. And it will tell me where my name servers are. Now, my name servers are on a platform called Cloudflare, which doesn't give you any indication I to where my I website do. is. Hmm. So it sort of keeps it hidden there.
0: Yeah. So that doesn't That's help. That's so sneaky of you. Ah, uh, trainer so, what have you got to hide? However,
2: most places will say where they are. So it might say, like, Domain Control, which is, I think it's uh, daddy for that one. Crazy Domains have got their own. secure server.net So it's stuff that you get used to as an IT person where I can sort of really pick these out. So I fun. know what
0: Lani's meaning though as well. We actually, so we go to, I think it's whois.com or something yeah. like that. Yep. And so when we look okay. it up, we put the um, website address in there. And yes, there's a lot of um bids and blobs and IT stuff, but it actually has like who the contact person is for the domain and where it is registered. Yep. So that's the I mean, obviously you probably use a more techie one, but that's the simple one that we use to get that information. Because yeah. no. I
1: have I have had clients call and there's been no web developers in the office and they've been like, Where is this? or I'm changing this, and they're like, Oh, it's not with us. And a quick <laughs> yeah. Google, and I can at least go, Okay, well it's there's some information here. Good
0: luck
2: on <laughs> Yeah, so that bit Discovery. there you're talking about is about your domain name is what we're, you're talking oh, about. Oh, right? right. So, yes. oh, you sort of play See, look, even clues. we got
0: confused between the different so that website is, hosting. So, if you go to
2: whois.auda.org.au, that's the Australian primary register. So, yes. it only works for .com.au domain names, but you can plug any domain name so in there. So, it only shows
0: you where your domain is, not where your website mm-hmm. is hosted.
2: Kind of. It will show you your name service, which will give you that clue. But okay. if you don't know what that clue means then you could be running around circles so for a domain name point of view though that's I use that all the time if you ring me right now and we've got bluecows.com.au and they're like I have no idea where my website happens to be I'll go exactly to that who is one plug it in and it will come up and say this is registered to Damien White and his email address is White at gmail.com what like, cool and hopefully the person I'm talking to is Damien and I can get retrieve access to that and all of a sudden we've got access to his domain name so that's your domain name itself we're talking about there. Mm-hmm. And then in that, there'll also be information called name servers, which will give us a good clue to where your hosting right. happens website to be as is. well, your website hosting, because we're talking about domain names yep. as one. Uh, so and I just don't want to hosting. confuse
0: between email hosting and website hosting because we're demystifying hosting. I will
2: definitely say the word email if I ever <laughs> talk about email. <laughs> so,
0: so let's go on to email hosting then.
2: Okay, cool. So we've got our bit of paper at the top. Let's just go back for two seconds just to keep it as simple as I can on a podcast. So we've got a domain name at that top, with is a little circle around it. Straight down, we've got an arrow, which goes to DNS. And so from the right-hand side, we've got email. On the left-hand side, we have website hosting. So now we're talking about your email. So email, everybody's got an email address. Uh, if you're in business, like, what's your email address? jadeatrebelnation.com.au. Excellent. So.
1: We don't use the Gmail
0: one anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, it's jade at, at gmail.com.
2: But, so there's <laughs> many people who use the Gmail. So let's focus on the business. If it's a Gmail one, you can't control that from anything we're talking over here. That's a whole separate issue. It's just provided by Google. So when we're talking about a business domain name, so rebelnation.com.au in this case, so that bit there is controlled by something called an MX record. So a mail exchange record.
0: Oh, I didn't know that's what that's so.
2: And that one there is wherever your server happens to be for your email. Now there can be lots of different platforms you can have your email on. There is two top tier ones, which I fully recommend. And then there is heaps and heaps of other ones. So, the top tier products are Office 365, Microsoft Exchange. So, Microsoft Exchange is the keyword there. So, that's the main platform that bulk of our businesses run on. Uh, and that system there is what you do on one device will happen on every device. So, you read an email on your phone, it's already marked as red on your computer. If you add a contact when you're out and about on your phone, it will be there when you get back. You add calendar appointments, and you can share, lots of cool stuff. Now, comparative to that, Google have got a competing one called Google Workspace or Gmail for business. And that one there, you can add your own domain name into a, a Gmail platform. So you might have a gmail.com address now, and then you put your, your link, your work domain in there, and it looks the same as what Gmail does, but it's now branded with your company. So that's the other big provider. And then if we step down from there, there's something called IMAP and POP. Now, they can still be at traintech.com.au or at rebelnation.com.au however the way they work it is very different so we have a POP set up or we have an IMAP setup, and they can mean that if your computer crashes and you're on POP there's a good chance you could lose your email altogether Ugh. so you lose all that history which is very very scary so we try to recommend businesses stay away from that sort of thing but if you buy a brand new website hosting tomorrow so let's say you go to one like uh, Crazy Domains so you go to Crazy Domains you buy a domain name as one's product, you buy some website hosting and they're like, free email addresses included, 10 free email addresses, awesome, that's great. So you make Dave, you make Jade, you make Alana as your email addresses there. And that's all controlled then all on that same location, but you're not gonna get that business grade out of it. It means that if a computer fails, you might lose emails. It means that you can't have what you do on one device on another device. There's lots of downfalls of it. It seems really simple at the time, But it can really cause you big problems.
0: I think that's something that we get, like I've heard people say before as well, they're like, oh, we don't want to do our website hosting through Squarespace or whatever it is sort of thing. We want to try and keep all of our stuff together. And it's like, you know, I understand, like, you just want to have one provider that has all of your different hosting, et cetera. You just pay that one bill or whatever it might be. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that the product is necessarily best suited to your needs, um, so it's more of a bit of a mix and match approach as opposed to just buying a package off the shelf.
2: 100%. And it's definitely a pitfall that many people fall into. They want, oh, let's just buy one one package, so to speak, and everything just works. And yeah, it might for a little bit, but you're not going to get that the best experience out of it as users. So your domain name is one product that you can buy and your website hosting as another. You can package them together if you really want to. And then your email hosting can be something totally separate. Now, whether that comes from an IT firm, you do it yourself, or you buy direct from Google or Microsoft, then. but I strongly recommend going for one of the big boys there and not going for that bundle package because that bundle package is going to stunt your productivity as things grow on, especially as you start to scale. You add more staff to it and someone leaves or you have computers fail and you're losing emails. Losing emails is losing money. And it might not be money right now, but it will be money over time. Mm-hmm. So.
0: So let's go back to just while we're on emails as well, the alias thing that you were talking about too.
2: So so my main email address is david at treintech.com.au. However, I've got another fifteen odd domain names that are registered that all come to me. So for example, my mum has a little business called Fig Tree Hats. I didn't
0: so, know that. Oh so cute. She, <laughs> I'm now checking that
2: out. <laughs> uh, so she just sells hats at the markets.
0: Yes, yes.
2: Uh, so she sells hats at the markets occasionally. Oh, cool. It's one of her hobby side businesses that she does. So it was a lot more prominent prior to COVID. She sort of scaled back on it, but she goes to the that's markets. That's right. We're about to launch it back in a big
0: way. Fig tree hats, everybody. Oh,
2: dear. Probably uh, not going to help there. Anyway. <laughs> so in my case there, so if you email david at figtreehats.com.au, that's still going to come into the same inbox as David at Tech Computers because it's an alias. So that basically means that both roads lead lead to Rome they both lead to that same inbox now a good a better way to describe that might be let's say you're doing a job advertising campaign so you might have jobs at trantech.com.au, and then I've got david.treantech.com.au. Now I can have two separate email addresses that the public can see. So as far as you guys know, that's two different addresses, but they both come into that same inbox for me. And like you're saying to a
0: business, um, you know, you don't want to lose any emails. So when you have a staff member leave, it could be that they were a primary contact for a number of different clients who are just automatically going to Um, email back to them so and it might be they email them in you know two weeks two months two years time sort of thing so rather than just like oh so and so has left so close their email you can actually redirect that email to come through to your inbox or whoever's the most relevant person so that you don't miss those emails um, you don't want
2: that bounce back to say david at treantech does not exist anymore Instead, you can just make it so David is now going to Ryan. So you email David, it still goes to Ryan's inbox. You're not losing mail and you don't know when someone's going to email you. It could be literally two years later. And that that. could be a really good lead too. So it's definitely worth just making the aliases as people leave. So I, I really like that.
0: Cool. Okay. So speaking of people leaving and um, with the hosting and stuff like that, we also want to talk about security levels too. So when it comes to, for example, your email hosting, is it that the more expensive the email hosting is, the higher
2: the security level? And or- I guess
1: that goes for website hosting as well. Like does it, if you're paying more, are you getting more?
2: Not necessarily. It's just the way it's marketed and what pro- what business you're buying from. But as a general rule of thumb, it's a good assumption. It's a good starting point anyway. If there's a reason their hosting says it's a dollar per mailbox or it's free, whereas this one's gonna cost you eleven dollars per mailbox, there's probably a pretty big difference there. So the big differences in price will usually be the size of your mailbox. So that means how many emails you can store. Uh, and the functionality. So, when I talked about ones that come with hosting packages for your website versus Microsoft Exchange, they're totally separate servers that are maintaining your emails. Uh, security is a big thing. Like on Microsoft Exchange and Google, both of them offer that much higher level of security where you can add the two factor in. You can set up location locking. If you're not in Australia, you can't access that email account. So, there's a lot more sort of functionality around it there. So, from that point of view, yeah. It's, A more expensive product will definitely give you better security. it should do. Sorry, you're right. Mm. Should is the right answer there because there's no guarantee. Like, I can still charge a lot of money for a basic platform. And some
0: people do. Some people charge extraordinary amounts for hosting and it's like basic of basic, nothing. You're not getting anything special. Very so much in so. that
1: case, you you want to make sure you're comparing apples with apples. So if you're, if you've got, if you're like me and have absolutely no idea what all the list of details that they're listing that they provide you with, I would go and ask David to help.
2: Look, it's just what you're looking for—a trusted provider. And whether that happens to be your marketing firm, an IT firm, or even a niece or nephew who's really good at IT uh, and or has got some sort of understanding of it, is looking for that right product in the first place. The right products at the moment, as it stands, is Microsoft Exchange and Google Workspace. Personally, I like Microsoft Exchange because it works with Outlook really well. However, Google Workspace also works quite well as well. They're the top tier email systems at this moment in time. That could change.
1: What about domains? Is there somewhere that is better to buy a domain from than others? Or is it just pretty much like buying real estate? It doesn't matter what agent you go through, as long as you're happy with.
0: Yeah, is my $15 crazy domain domain like the best that I can get?
2: Yeah, so it's all pulls into their marketing tricks. So, for example... His
0: answer is no. That's what he
1: means. There's no such thing as
2: marketing tricks. Sure. So let's take an example. If you buy a domain name from us or one of the other IT firms in town, then they will provide you with everything you need to make that website work. If you provide a cheap domain name, then you might go to add a mail exchange record, so an MX record, and they'll say, "Hey, that's a premium feature. You need to buy this add-on pack." Upgrade, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're stinging you. You've got a cheap domain name, but they're stinging you extra for something that should be included. So it's like,
0: if you actually want to, if you want to just own a domain name, cool, go get a cheap one. But if you actually want to do something like have email with that domain name or have a website with that domain name, then the cheap ones, you're going to basically get upgraded and upgraded. And upgraded. Yeah, you're
2: going to keep running into these different unexpected challenges. And, like, and there's about three different add-on packs that they'll try and sell you. And by the time you do that, you spend a lot more than what you would have with just a marketing firm or an IT firm. So it, it can definitely be a trap. Now, it's not always the case. Like some cheaper domain name providers provide everything and they've got great support in Australia. Other ones have international support, which as many of you know, it can be a challenge just with the communication barrier at times. And then they'll want to sell you the extra features as well. So look, no, it's not all, not everything is made... All things equal, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just forgot to what I was trying to say before with my question about staff leaving and security. Like, obviously, if a staff member was going to leave, like, is just changing their email sort of password and stuff enough to be able to lock? Because you know you've got like webmail and stuff, so you might have your email set up in Outlook or Gmail or whatever. But then you can also use like webmail to access emails as well.
2: Okay, yeah. So let's say Bob's working for me and Bob's been with me for four years and he goes to leave. Very common scenario, people move on. So the first thing if it depends on the platform you happen to be on, it will depend on how much access he's got. The first thing you want to do no matter what platform you're on, whether it's a cheaper hosting platform or if it's Google or Microsoft is change the password. That's a given. Is go that in, all I have to do? Go in, change your password. In, on Google and Office 365, you can also put this extra uh, functionality where you go sign out of all active sessions, and that will sign out of their phone. That will sign out of their computer And that will make it so they can't see that history necessarily. And I think
0: that's what I was getting to is like when you've got multiple devices all hooked up to your email, it's like if you just change the password, does that log them out or is there more that you can do to make sure that they're not? I mean, like obviously when someone leaves, you're hoping that it's like happy days, like... everything's good on both sides but obviously sometimes people do leave and it's quite a negative sort of experience so just trying to protect your business I guess in that way um and I know like in marketing sort of thing it's one of those things about um you guys probably be the same like if one of your boys left then and went and opened up their own IT company you don't want them sort of like then taking all of the
2: contacts and stuff
1: yeah which I
2: mean they could do while they were still there I guess but so that stuff comes into a whole nother round. So a couple of years... Ago, so signing out for a, start, for a start is the best thing you want to do. So you can't do that on a standard POP and IMAP system, but on Google and Exchange, on Office 365, you can. So it's definitely a pro function there. And, so, and that's why you're paying that extra premium. So you can push the sign out of them sessions straight away, and then you can reset their password. So it gives you that extra peace of mind that, yep, okay. Now, regardless if someone leaves on great terms and they're your best friend or they were even the worst terms... I still recommend doing these things regardless. Uh So you sign out and then you reset passwords straight away. But they're my friend. (laughs) So you're protecting yourself. You're protecting them. You're making sure that, and the same goes for other accounts in IT as well. Like if a user's on the server, they're not going to have access to the building anymore. Same deal. You just reset passwords. It's just good practice to have. It gives them peace of mind. It gives you peace of mind. Both parties are now covered. It's definitely the best way to go.
1: Yeah, you take their key from the front door, like you're not letting them back in. So you're closing all those
0: other doors as well.
2: And then the place gets robbed. They can't say, I didn't have the key anymore. Like you've taken that out as well. Mm, Yeah, so there's no sort of
0: suspicion or anything that something does go wrong. You're like, oh, I know so-and-so still had access to our domain name. Maybe they've gone in and screwed stuff up or and whatever. that's
2: a really big reason that, let's say, you sell the business, you sell it to someone, and they're like, oh, I still want to keep my email address for six months later. I really recommend against that. So, no, no, you've sold the business. They've lost access. You just forward stuff on Dude, you are ruthless. I know. Someone
0: leaves or they sell their business. No. That's it. You're of a life.
2: Pretty much. And the reason for that is is <laughs> really about protecting both parties more than anything else because that way nothing can be misconstrued after yeah. the fact. You're not representing that business anymore. You can always have someone forwarded on. I, I really, really go hard line on that. It doesn't always work, but...
0: I was going to say, because we did it, you didn't say anything then. I did
2: say something. Did you? you? just failed to listen to me. <laughs> Are we surprised? not sound like me.
0: No, I listen to everything you say all the time. Mm. 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 No, I'm pretty sure that's
2: right. Yeah, sure. And then changing things like your two-factor as well. Like you change your two-factor from the person who left. So Bob's phone and used to have the authentication codes. They didn't go to Bob anymore. They now go to me who still happens to be there. So it's another extra layer you can do as well. So definitely worth doing for sure. Awesome.
0: Larnie, did you have any other questions?
1: No, I think that pretty much covers it. So we've got our domain where your actual name of your website lives. You've got your website hosting where your website space lives, Thinks about that. Like that's your, your domain is your address for your street your website hosting is the actual office building on that street, and then your email is how they talk to you, post. Look, there is
2: another level or a little bit of complexity in there from your domain name that sort of manages which way it goes to left and right for your emails and to your website hosting, and that there is called DNS. Oh, yes.
0: But sorry. You didn't
2: I, mention that. I won't go into that in detail. There's no real reason to without confusing people.
0: See, that's so why I didn't list it. <laughs> <laughs> So if you could sum up with one key message, Trent, or what do you want people to leave knowing today?
2: Okay. So this one here is super, super important. And it's the thing that frustrates marketing people, IT people, everybody who gets involved in this is knowing where your content happens to be. So you've got them three different digital products that we just spoke about is knowing who provides them, who provides your domain name. Does it it come from Trintec? Does it come from your niece or nephew who registered four years ago? Was it the partner who you bought the business of or someone's partner five years ago and they're no longer around? So knowing where your domain name is, is number one. Number two is your website hosting, knowing what you're paying for there. Like who, what website provider are you paying? Are you paying Rebel Nation for it? Are you paying Squarespace? Are you paying GoDaddy? Like it could be anyone, but you just need to know who it is. And same goes for email. So knowing them three providers, now they could be three unique providers, they could all be the same provider. But just knowing where your stuff is, is super, super important. And then knowing your details for it as well.
0: Knowing who you pay for what product and then saving those login details somewhere. Yeah, that was going to be
1: my question. So the client should have a login or some form of details for all three of those Yeah, if you're
0: paying for something, you should have access to it because that's actually yours.
2: So in the domain names for us, like we register many domain names for customers. It's very rare customers will ask for details for it, but they know to contact us. But you could if you wanted to. And I can give details over if we need to. So. But, but just it's, not knowing a, of
1: it's not a login as such. Like, you're not logging into You your, can log you in. in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's that's the techie IT stuff, so don't go in and mess yeah. it up. But something. it could
0: be like, for example, someone might buy their domain with um, Trantech and then come get their website built with us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's up to that, that client sort of thing. We can either send the DNS records to um, Trantech to update or or they can get the login details for the domain send it to us and we do the updates sort of thing so that will be more where you um, want to be using it whereas some IT providers some marketing providers some web developers etc they hold they refuse to give admin access for hostage. websites hosting, all that kind of stuff to the client. I understand if you want to protect someone, I totally get that. But if someone's paid for it, they've got a right to it, as far as I'm concerned.
2: You're right. However, there's a flip side to it as well. It depends on what it's providing. So in our case, if you came to me tomorrow and said, hey, Dave, I need to change Blue Cow's website, uh, the details there, can you give us a login for his domain so we can do that, or for their DNS? The site where I've got that, because I try and keep it all anonymous using Cloudflare, uh, then I can't just give access to that one site for you, the way that platform works. So as an IT provider, I'll just say, hey, what's that MX record or the A record you wanna change, which is the thing that meets your website go live or changes that email and we'll do it. And we do it for nothing. Uh, but it's something that we do. I'm not trying to hold our customers hostage. I'm just trying to make sure things don't stuff up. Now, I, the reason I say that... I mean, I
0: think what it's the intention behind it, yeah. I guess, is more what I mean. So, if you're trying to look after someone, I totally understand that. It's more the ones who they don't want to give access so that the client has no choice but to do everything with them. Whereas if someone came up to you and was like, hey, I want to move all my IT stuff across to Jade's awesome IT company... You know, you're not going to be a... Yeah, true. A well, I'm presuming I'm, you wouldn't be. I'm
2: definitely not going to be. If someone wants to leave, then they're most welcome to leave. There's no worries there. Especially if
0: they're going to Jade's Awesome IT yeah, Company. Sure I mean, on. who wouldn't want to go there? Super threatened. We need to buy that
1: domain. we <laughs> <laughs> already going. to we get a for <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. you? <laughs>
2: You're right. Like, it could definitely be seen. Like, I know I've been accused before of saying, oh, you're not giving us them details. Like, why aren't you giving us the details? Just give me the records and I'll change it. Now, the person that accused me was a marketing firm... And they wanted to to change it. But when I've done that before where I've handed the whole details over, they've changed the email record, that MX record at the same time, not knowing because they're like, oh, we've got the brand new website online. The customer's happy. My website's online. And now I've just broken the emails that Trantech provide and we look like we're idiots. Mm -hmm. So I really try to avoid that. I get that. But you could definitely argue that, like, and I know that marketing person was not particularly happy with me that I wasn't just handing that over. They're like, oh, they're just trying to hold that. And so they can make more money. I'm like, no, I just don't want the emails to go down. If you can just give me the MX or the, the A record and the CNAME record, which makes the new site live, then for sure, I'll, I'll change it now. It doesn't cost anything. I just really want to make sure the emails don't go down.
0: And I think that comes down to what we said before about that trusted provider as well. So we are the same thing. If we have the option of working with a good IT firm that we can trust that will give them the information, and then if someone's website doesn't go live in the time that they need it, you know, we can actually have an honest communication with them because, like, we've had the problem before where we're like, okay, we need their website to go live by X date. And the IT company, like, we've done everything. It's their fault. And we go back to them and go, no, we can actually show you here's the thing that you haven't changed properly. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, no, we didn't copy and paste that one across. It's done now sort of thing. So there is, I guess, on both sides, like, You want to make sure that you've got a trusted marketing firm but also a trusted IT firm in that kind of circumstance because we also get burnt by IT providers who don't know what they're doing, just like, you know, I would hate to be the cause of someone's emails going down. So I do prefer to actually work with an IT firm and they're the ones who do the really IT parts of it, which is the crappy changing things over and then if emails go down, boohoo, that's your fault, not mine. But at the same time, I have worked with IT providers who are completely ignorant, don't know what they're doing, don't reply to emails, and that can be really frustrating, especially when the client's relying on you to deliver and there's, you know, you kind of um, hog-tied. No, yeah. that's not the right word. Okay. Ham-tied, ham-fisted.
1: I nope. had a phone call from a IT <laughs> provider like two <laughs> months ago going, oh, yeah, we're changing the website for this client. I need their domain details. I'm like, we don't have their domain. Oh, Oh, I thought you did. We have their website hosting.
0: Do a look up, mate. (laughs) So
1: I looked it up for him. This is what I mean. Like, I don't know the fancy yeah. stuff you do, So we That's like
0: working with you yeah, guys so because we can trust you, but it, it is a bit of a two-way street, to yeah, be fair.
2: 100%. And not everybody is, like, not every marketing agency is the same. Not every IT yeah. a- uh, firm is the same agency. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't matter. It's really about that relationship we've got with them people at the other end. And they might be great IT people, or they could be great marketing people. They're just not good at this particular bit here. It's true, true. one aspect. So I always sort of try and cut people a little bit of slack on that yeah. kind of stuff because this is not something you have to do on a day-to-day basis. Like, changing website hosting, has a good chance you won't do it for five or six years, if at all. Uh, and your marketing person might just deal with it for are you. Are you saying
0: that someone wouldn't update their website? No. Updating no. their website is different to moving their hosting. Yeah, but you kind of look around at different platforms when you do update yeah, websites okay. because new stuff comes out and everything. And okay, so, I feel like
1: that's a different conversation. Yeah. Um,
0: um, I'm just checking. I just don't want people thinking, oh, I don't need to update my website for at least five years or ever.
2: So, look, I guess it's a double-edged sword from both sides. Marketing <laughs> firms are going to be frustrated sometimes with IT because they're not doing it fast enough. IT firms are going to be or frustrated or with marketing that sometimes they're dropping their services and breaking things, which then... Stumbling around from. where they don't actually know That's what they're right. doing. So, and you can have that issue on both sides. And even when you know everything is going well, like I've got a relationship with another firm and they've sent through about four records in the last couple of weeks and are we're going back...
0: someone
2: else? Just, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> don't just let this you guys I, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no. I, oh, wait, 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 Am I the only IT firm that you do marketing work for? No. There we go. So, <laughs> I'm being totally honest. <laughs> so, look, even when things are going well and we're communicating well, it's still back, there's a little bit of back and forth sometimes. Now, that back and forth could be solved if we both had full access to the system, but it also means that they could break something by accident, like on their side, that they don't necessarily understand. So, we just... We do our best. You've still got this communication challenge going on sometimes. And again, it's
0: about working with people that you know and trust. It's knowing where your products are, who you're paying for what, and that you've got providers that are actually providing solutions for what you need, not just packaging random crap up. That's
2: right. Most providers are looking out for your best interest. Most.
0: We'd like to think so, yeah.
2: So, the other big challenge I find is just providers disappearing. It's really, really yeah, common. Yeah, especially for- on your
0: side of the fence. Like, no offence, marketing I guess like if you've got like a sole trader and stuff, they might be a one and done type situation. But when you get into the real techie web, like a website developer on their own, not as part of a marketing team or like your little one and done sort of IT providers and everything, they just ghost you. They're yeah. just gone.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's, it happens on both sides. Like definitely people who build websites. Mm. Like I have had at least 15 experiences that I can think of where they're not contactable anymore. They have mm. the website hosting and they're just gone.
0: And you feel so. sorry for
2: the poor bastards
0: that get caught in that. I remember having a client one time and it was like nearly two years or whatever, she'd been emailing this dude. And I actually knew him from uni or something and he just wasn't replying to anything anymore. And she's like, he's got all my logins and he was building my website. We were three quarters of the way through and then just disappeared. Might not have been two years, might have been a year, but it was a long time that she'd been chasing him. And she's like, is there anything you can do? And I was like, hell no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, using your nephew's girlfriend's friends.
0: <laughs>
2: so it's definitely a pitfall, and it happens on the IT side too where IT guys just vanish, and I say guys as a generalisation.
0: Uh, you know what a lot of it can be as well? Is, not a lot of it, but what I've seen cases of too is where it's a sole provider and they retire, and then they're just like, no, nah, don't care, not having anything to it. They shut all their email down, they close their phone off and whatever, and you just can't get in contact with
2: yeah. them, and it's like, but my details. <laughs> That's right. And the domain is linked to a particular email address as well. So if it's linked to their address and they don't exist anymore. And that can be challenging. Although if they really don't exist and you can register their old domain name and get it back that way. I've had to do that before. Oh, serious. Sounds oh really God. handy. But, yes, yeah, look, we had another guy go- I do remember one for a .com.au. The domain was linked to this fella. He was down in Melbourne. He'd totally shut up shop about four years prior, but he'd been providing free hosting to him for the last two years and it just had finally his credit card must have expired. <laughs> so they're like, Oh we wanna get this online, it's so important, Dave. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, but we just couldn't contact him. I rang, uh, I narrowed it down to where he lived and found it was rented, so we rang the rental agency. Wow. Uh, Detective uh, Dave
0: McCabe. Uh, Detective, I would say that stalker yeah, level. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they had a
2: forwarding address for him, so we went from there, and we ended up finding him through Instagram of all things. And was able See, to message media him on to there, the oh, and,
0: that's a good message. and he
2: replied to one of them. So we only need to reply once, and we we're able to get the codes, and we we're good to go again. But there's other instances where I just haven't been able to reach out to the people at all.
0: I think I know that example that you're talking about. I vaguely remember when you were going through that and stuff. I didn't know that that's how you ended up resolving it.
2: Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. So some we have good outcomes. Others you just sort of bang your head against the wall, and it, it's very. Very difficult. The
0: so okay. main takeaway here is that you've got a problem that can't be solved. Come to Tranta and he'll use his PI skills mm. to track that motherfucking down. It's
2: just not worthwhile. <laughs> I just don't end up charging for it. It's not worthwhile. <laughs> Please do not do that. that it's terrible <laughs> advice So it's me. a
1: passion project.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what and I am saying <laughs> is... Keep your domain names like you should that register an email address which is associated with your domain name keep it with someone current.
1: Okay, so to wrap up, find trusted suppliers. <laughs> find trusted
2: suppliers is super, super important. Yeah. Yes.
1: Save your details. You and can request them if they haven't been to- provided for you. And there are three different digital products. Domain hosting, website hosting, email hosting. Yes. Hopefully we've wrapped up all your questions on that. Right. We would love to hear them. If you have more, email us through. I
0: and if like you've got a problem that me. can't be solved, we'll send you straight through. It's david at traintech.com.au. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Cheers. not sure I could help anybody. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.